We are so pleased, ladies and gentlemen, to have with us Carrie Lake. Carrie, good, good morning. morning. It is so great to have you here. Oh, my Tell God. Us. Likewise. It's, it's wonderful to be here even on a rainy day in New York, and um, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you. Tell us what's going on. What is the latest with your continued battle to bring truth to power in Arizona? I like how you word that. It is a battle. I mean, it really does feel like a battle, and um, and it's it's been a long battle. We know the election on November 8th. Everybody knows that it was a a rigged election, and um, not just that, that it was intentionally sabotaged to prevent our, our voters from not just voting, but having their votes counted. And so we've been fighting it in the court, and we're, we're actually still in the court. The Arizona Supreme Court um, has ordered the lower court to take back up a significant part of our case, which is the uh, signature verification part. That's when you sign the, the envelope on these mail-in ballots. And it's basically an affidavit that says, yeah, that's my ballot and that's my legal signature. And, and um, you know, you're, you're agreeing that you, you actually filled that out. Well, we had whistleblowers who told us that they were rejecting tens of thousands of them because the signatures simply did not match. They were scribbles that didn't match or no signatures at all. And they said that upwards of 150,000, maybe more, that should not have been counted, that were bogus ballots, were counted anyways. And so the lower court is going to have to take that up. We don't have our court date yet, but I'm still fighting. And and I'm doing this, James, because we can't continue to have elections that are rigged, that are stolen from the people, where our, our sacred vote is trampled, and then just say, well, we'll give it another try next time. We've got to fight these cases. And my case has gone further than any other election case. I'm proud of that. It's an excellent case. And we're going to see what happens. I hope we have a fair judiciary. I don't have a ton of confidence in that. But we're going to continue to fight it and take every legal avenue we can to try to restore confidence in our elections. Because at this point, Republicans don't have confidence. And guess what? 51% of independents don't have confidence that our elections are honest, and 29% of Democrats think our elections are rigged. So we've got a real problem. And this is a problem that has to be fixed. Now, let me just go to one thing that I am stunned that the court did not find in your favor, frankly. You had two officials in Maricopa County, Bill Gates, one of them, not the Bill Gates of Microsoft. These guys... At the same time, they are supervising the election. Had a PAC, a political action committee, that spent their entire assets that they raised to fight you, to to make sure that you were not elected. I don't know how in the world that this is permissible by law that the people that are actually supervising the election can at the same time run a political action committee to defeat a candidate in that election. And then when you look at the numerous problems that occurred, the problems with the printers, where it appears that there was sabotage, 
where you had equipment that was supposedly tested that then malfunctioned and where you had people saying, even inside the election system, something happened here that should not have happened. I don't know how you walk into a courtroom with these facts and that is not addressed by the courts. I don't understand it. Can you help me understand that? It's disappointing. I mean, we have evidence. We have a thousand pages of sworn declarations signed under penalty of perjury. Uh, And we have video and and eyewitness of the voters saying, I showed up, I voted, and the tabulator rejected my ballot on election day. The lines were four and five and six hours long. They intentionally printed on election day only the wrong image on the ballot. They knew our people were showing up on election day. 75% of the voters showed up on election day were voting for me. And they intentionally, on 61% of the voting centers, printed the wrong image on the ballot so that it would jam the tabulator. We had a quarter of a million ballots spit out on election day, unreadable. And then they said, well, don't worry, we brought them downtown and we counted them. We don't have proof of that, actually, because when our people went to examine ballots, If they were really counted, they should have had the duplicate ballot connected right there when they pulled the ballots. And those duplicates were not attached. And you're right. These unethical people, Stephen Richer and Bill Gates, again, not the one that's pushing the vaccine, a different one, although I'm sure the one in Maricopa County was probably pushing the vaccine as well. Um, We have those two running a super PAC to try to bring me down while they are supervising the election and overseeing the ballot. It's it's it should be criminal, in my opinion. And then I'm running against the woman who was overseeing the entire elections. And I wondered why she wasn't campaigning. I wondered why she didn't have a platform, why she couldn't even um, put policy forth that would help the people. Wasn't interested in debating, refused to debate me. She was running the overseeing the entire state election and she knew it was going to be rigged and she would win because that's how they operate elections in Arizona. And that's why I'm fighting it, really to expose this, James, because we may not get um, a fair shot in the judiciary. I think our our judicial system is pretty bad right now. I don't think we have a fair system where everyone's treated equally. And we've had that problem for a long time, but it's really evident today. But we need to fight this because as we fight it, we're exposing it and showing the people just how bad the system is, exposing the corruption, who the criminals are, and what they're doing to our sacred vote. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Now, I want to just ask you something. This may delve into personal. Uh, it may be something you may not want to answer, okay? What has been the cost to you personally? I saw the story about you being that little confrontation you had with those two people from MSNBC in the airport and how it badly you were treated in that. I've seen some of these reporters. I've watched interviews with you where some of these reporters just leave they don't even bother with a semblance of being objective. They come as you as if they are attack organs for the Democrat Party rather than for 
um, rather than representing whatever news outlet they are. Their job is to attack you personally. Um, people, even on the Republican side, some of the uh, people that don't want to see you fight this uh, are disparaging of your efforts, and they, you, you know, this almost like, oh, stop being a sore loser, just you know, go away and come back and live to fight another day, kind of thing. What impact has all of this had on you, your personal life, the way that that you lived your life before you decided to put throw your hat in the ring and now? Oh wow. Um, well, thankfully, I have an amazing support system, an incredible husband. My children are are grown up and are supportive, and the people I surround myself with are supportive. I, I mean, I don't, I really don't get worked up about what the media does anymore. I walked away from the media because I recognized it had ceased to become um, any, you know, they, they ceased to show any semblance of fairness. They were pushing lies, and I didn't want to be part of that. Um, the 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 struggle for me, I guess, has been realizing just how bad our media is. I mean, I thought it had hit rock bottom when I left a few years ago, but it has hit, I don't know how many floors down into the basement it can go. You're right. Every single article is an attack on me. They call me the worst names. They treat me um, like I'm not even a human being. But I, I frankly don't get worked up about it. I don't get worked up about the trolls. I think I'm the number one or top top five most trolled persons on um, Twitter. I, I look at where we're going and my concern is not, you know, that I have hurt feelings. I don't, I know that we're in a, like you said, a battle for the, for this uh, future of our country. And these are just the, the battle wounds and I'm willing to take them because I think we all need to be willing to speak out. Our voice is so powerful I was here in New York. I'm here in New York right now, and I was talking to some mothers who've been exposing some of the insanity happening in the school systems here, even the private schools. And they said, there's so many New Yorkers who know that we're living on planet crazy right now, and they don't like where it's going, and they're secretly supportive of, of people like President Trump and and the America First policies, but they're afraid to speak out because it's such a hostile climate to somebody who speaks the truth here in New York. And I'm I'm astounded by that, frankly. I always thought New Yorkers were were brash, tough, um, not afraid of anything. And I think we need people in New York to really start to speak out, speak some truth here and say, this is nonsense. This Democrat agenda is actually going to ruin our country. It's not even Democrats like the old days. This is like full on communism, globalism. And so I'm not I'm not so worried about being. Um, the brunt of the media attacking me because the real people that I encounter are so supportive of what I'm doing. Even here in New York, I thought I would have like a drink or a coffee thrown in my face. I have had nothing but incredible response from the people of New York. I'm walking down the street. They point at me and say, I'm with you. Keep fighting. Oh my gosh, it's you, Carrie Lake. Thank you for what you're doing. This is allegedly in one of the most liberal cities in the country. The people are with me. They want our elections to be secure and honest so that they believe the outcome and that they can actually vote in the people who are going to solve our problems. Carrie, I would like to believe that if you were a Democrat, the most liberal progressive Democrat in the world, and you faced the same thing, that my reaction would be the same. This is not about policy. 
This is about the fairness of elections, and that's for everybody. We need a system that everybody can trust. If I, if if a Democrat wins an election and they play by the rules and they win it by the rules and they've out-campaigned their opponent, God bless them. That's the system that we want. We want a system that is fair, that represents the will of the American people. We do not want a rigged system. And that's my position, and I think that would be the position of a lot of people, including yourself. Absolutely. I, I've said it before. If this, you know, if I won an election where a quarter of a million of the ballots on election day were spit out unreadable, where 300,000 ballots were injected with no chain of custody before the election, where an additional 35,000 ballots were thrown in two days after the election and lines were five hours long and people were walking away and they couldn't vote, I would not be comfortable with that. I would call for a do-over. I would say we can't certify this because I love America more than I love politics, more than I love any political party. And our founding fathers died for, for our right to be able to vote. We, we separated from the monarchy in England. We didn't want to have to bow down to a king. We wanted to have ability to vote for our representation, for the people who would represent us. And it's appalling where these elections have gone. It's appalling that two men in Arizona, really a, a handful of men in, in Maricopa County, Arizona, can rig a, a county with such a huge population, one of the largest counties in America, and actually control the trajectory of America by having a rigged election. So they have more power than any other state, any other people in any other state, because when they're rigging elections, they're taking away your vote in New York, um, you know, a farmer's vote in Iowa, a mother's vote in Wisconsin. They're taking away that vote when they're rigging elections. And it's a problem. We've got to fix it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Where do people reach you and how do people support you? Well, thank you for asking. And by the way, we're, we're going to work through the Arizona system. We're hoping to get a court date set here. We're waiting for the uh, Supreme Court of Arizona to rule on one other aspect of our case, and then we're going to start that signature verification portion. So I'm hoping that things will wrap up in Arizona, hopefully by summer's end. We'll have some resolution or at least understanding where the case is. But we will be taking this to the United States Supreme Court. We have to. I think they're ready for an election case. I think our election case is an exceptional case. It's a perfect case. 
and we're hoping that they'll take it up and, and help for once and for all restore honest elections. If people want more information, they can go to carrylake.com, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com, and uh, learn more about the case if they want to help. Um, with our legal fees, they can, but I'm not begging for money because I know times are tough in Joe Biden's economy. I'm asking for your prayers because we need, we really need prayers in this country right now. James, it's, it's, we're in dark times, but I know that we're all realizing what is at stake here. And I'm, I'm feeling a shift in the, in the population and how uh, people are starting to move and speak out. And that encourages me. So I don't want people to lose hope. We have to join together. I'm a big believer is we have to get president Trump reelected to get us back on solid footing on a world stage and turn this Titanic around. Carrie Lake, uh, what an honor to have you. Thank you. We will hopefully be speaking with you many times before this is, well, not, I hope it's resolved immediately, but chances are it won't be. So we want to, we want to stay informed and, and have you back as often as you'd like to be back, Carrie. Thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you too.